Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my co-host here, Scott. Hey. And Ryan, where did you go? Come Ryan, back. Ryan, I miss you, buddy. Miss you, buddy. Pour one out for our homies. Indeed. Oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. Yeah, he uh, just couldn't make it tonight, so we're going on without him. Just me and Scott. Indeed. Indeed. So, Scott, how's your gaming been? It's been going all right. I've been running more than I've been playing, which, meh, meh. Well, you're, uh, I think, uh, because you were not here last time, mm-hmm. we, we mentioned uh, that you were sort of sharpening your uh, GMing whetstone uh, yeah, off your GMing yeah, whetstone that, here. Yeah, that is very true. I've been, I've been, uh, Aeon has been like a nice, nice, Slow introduction to to, G, to storytelling and that, and now I've got vampire going. Uh, Amber's its own thing; like it's like it's almost incomparable. Yeah, because you don't really. We're doing the thing, and you kind of like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah, no. That's it. That's all it's, you do. It's, it's, There's it's, no harangling. Yeah, I'm very much a referee more than I'm than I'm. Uh, yeah. anything like that. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Speaking of going into news. Um, I saw John Wick made a post that basically says that he, on a lark, he completely redesigned the Amber Diceless role-playing system to work with the same character sheet that it did, kind of like what he did with Santa Vaca for D&D. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's running it at a convent. He's running his version of it at a convention soon. Oh, my God. I wa- okay, I gotta, gotta... I was like, I, God damn it, I want to be there to oh, see well, that. At the very least, I want to I oh, know. I, wanna, I, wanna I, would, hear I would love for him to release that. In some faction, if it's not Blood and Shadow. Yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't like, he's just like, here's a two-page PDF mm-hmm. of how do you do it. Or here's 10 buck PDF for anyone who wants oh, to I'd buy it. Oh, I'd pay for it. I mean, yep. it might be on his... Wick- he might do a Wicked Words about it, which is his patron yep. uh, feed. Um, yeah, that'd be super rad. I'd be totally down with that. Um, yeah, um, uh, my gaming has been going because i'm in a lot of your games oh yeah um but i'd like to announce that me and scott have already talked about this um and everything looks like it's on the appropriate trajectory right now as soon i will have a live stream wrath and glory game uh that will be on the simulacra studios um twitch feed twitch feed so be on the lookout for that i'll give everyone more exact times and everything when that's up and running that's super exciting but as for news there's a couple things that have been going on uh, sort of the big one that I recently found out about is Monday Cook's Invisible Sun, which is this very sort of mis. It was mysterious to me because I didn't know about it. And I just kept seeing this thing, this big black cube that people would post pictures. Of. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's like, oh, it's Invisible Sun. And I finally got around to looking it up, and it's basically a giant RPG, like an entire a, line of it, RPG mm-hmm. in a, one thing. Yeah, it's a it's a Game line slash campaign in a box. In a box. A literal big black box. It was like 250 bucks you could mm-hmm. get from them. It comes in an elaborate box. It has beautiful art and everything. And it was basically this very... I don't even think he kickstarted it. I don't remember. He might have kickstarted it. Oh, he got it funded or at the least there's enough entrance because it is Monty Cook mm-hmm. that... People started buying it, and what's news, because Invisible Sun has been out for a little bit, is he has released all the PDFs that they use for Invisible Sun uh, on his website. Mm-hmm. So it's 100 bucks to get all the PDF stuff, so that includes, I think, all the cards, all the books, all the mechanics. So if you're interested, and it does look really rad. There's a high production value in this. Um, go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes, just like I always do. But yeah, it's kind of a... 
it's art. An art yeah, it's an art house piece. Like, yeah, it's an art it's house piece. piece. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, what else, Scott? We got news. Uh, uh, the Expanse is going to the printer. The Expanse Yay. RPG. Uh, so those of us who have backed it are going to be getting the PDFs pretty mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the physical book is gone its way. <laughs> it will be a thing. Uh, Lunar, of- <laughs> yeah, Lunars is going strong. The yep. Lunar, the Exalted Third Edition Lunars book, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I backed that at the PDF level, um, because it's too much money to get a physical copy right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, because you could only get the deluxe edition with through the Kickstarter. Oh, really? Like they 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 don't give you a option to get a non deluxe version. Like, oh, basically, you could get a non deluxe version, but only as a POD option but you have uh, you had to have backed the deluxe version to get oh, that option mm, mm, mm. well it well it a non-deluxe version will be available to buy like in stores or on yeah, drive through yeah, rpg yeah. or something like that so if i want to get a physical copy of it i can is that different from the dragon blooded one yeah it's they... different. um i don't think the dragon blooded one is a deluxe Okay, it, it did, but so they had a normal, quote unquote, normal, a normal book. book I think so. Uh, okay. I'll have to double check that because I did back that uh, because I know uh, my wife Kelly is loves the Dragon Blooded, so I got I got some fancy stuff of that. Cool. And I've looked, I've actually looked through the PDF, the backer PDF of that. Um, it's interesting. Like I really need to sit down. Like it, the, the problem with Exalted is the with Third Edition is the same problem that it's always is. It's okay. everything's great. And then the charms. And then, then the bloat of the mechanics just, like, crushes you. Because I was I w- actually talking to some friends over the weekend about mm-hmm. this. We actually talked about it because a guy I know is designing his own system, and we were we were playtesting it, basically. And we were talking, and Exalted came up because it's just a heavy-weighted tome, mm-hmm. and even crunchy gamers don't like that much, like, level mm-hmm. of complexity or level of just nuance you, you can have too many fiddly bits and that was the problem was too many fiddly bits i will say that the fiddly bits for the dragon blooded what i have looked over sound like interesting okay like you basically dragon blooded get in elemental modes like by using charms that are aspected to different elements and the more they get into a mode the more bonuses they get for staying in it oh neat um and of course you sync up the best with your aspect yeah but you can you can through your charm use and the, the charms that you buy get into different stances and sort of micromanage your elemental aspect i am a thousand percent percent which is cool but it it combined that with sort of the mechanical bloat of third edition style charms, which I don't, I, I haven't, I don't have a good eye for it to like truly analyze how, how much they've fixed from solar. Um, so I'll, I'll let you borrow it and I'll, I'll let yeah, you see what well, you have maybe to say I'll, I'll, I'll take a gander because it's been a while since I've looked at my Exalted, even though I have the very beautiful white mm-hmm. giant Bible, Exalted Bible over there. Still haven't barely read it, but just because it's so flipping huge. Yeah, but so Lunar's is on its way. Yep. Uh, so um, uh, I'll, I'll need to take a look and, at uh, it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Scion is in Mind Meld. No, you know, Trinity is in Mind. Trinity. Trinity is, yeah, they, they've put it into a mode in their Monday meeting notes, which hopefully they'll update today. Uh, it's the core and the Aeon book are in Mind Meld, which they have given, abs- to my knowledge, they have given absolutely no, no idea of what that means. Uh, it's... 
I'm I'm just hoping what it is is they're done with the up the errata updates. Yeah, the, and they're the proof. Feed, I, they're basically the feedback thing. So yeah, I hope it's going to proof and and we're going to get physical uh, final uh, PDFs and physical I, copies. I would too. love a new PDF, final PDF, because that would be super nice. And then I'd want my physical copy. Oh yeah, big time. Because then we will have Abrit. Hopefully that I mean they they. Uh, uh, what was it? They mentioned that Cults of the Bloodline, Blood Gods is in Red Lines, which makes me think that they're doing, t- I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they basically said he, the Matthew Dawkins does regular like video, like YouTube updates. Yep. And I think he said that he mentioned that there is a product that I don't remember which one that's not aberrant that's going to be either the next Kickstarter or the Kickstarter after the next Kickstarter, and I'm hoping that aberrant is the next Kickstarter. I, I would hopefully with the feedback they've gotten with Trinity Continuum and then obviously Scion because all of that stuff's kind of mm-hmm. got to work and some on some level together. Mm-hmm. That maybe they've finally ironed all of those kinks out and they're ready to go to Aberrant because like, oh, these last little feedback changes these few things. Mm -hmm. Now we can do it because we're pretty much locked in with what we need to develop. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get that next month. Yep. uh, And then we'll get those precious, precious backer PDF, like like manuscript uh, things, because that's. I obviously I want the physical book, but I just I want to ha- I want I want the new setting information. Yep. I want to see the new mechanics, how that fit, how they do aberrant in story path. I want that. I want that. I want that. So, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. I want That's right. Uh, I don't need. care how. I want it now. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, <clears throat> that's all very cool. Um, anything else for news wise? I think that's about that's all I can it. think of. Yeah. yeah. There. It's it's it's. Things are chugging along. I'm sure somebody's other Kickstarter has gotten backed. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations. We got to do it for Ryan. He's yep. not here. Yep. Um, but today, on today's episode, since this is going to be me and Scott, because we sort of were talking this off mic mm-hmm. a little bit because he's got a vampire game that he's developing. Oh, yeah. We're going to uh, talk about politics in your game. Yep. Politics in your game. Because well, vampires are inherently a political game. Yep. Because uh, it's all about, you know, backstabby politics in, in the night. Yep. Being um, petty. Yeah, well, so I'll, I'm just going to start this off by talking about direct example. Uh, if you watched Vampire last night, which it hasn't happened yet as of we recording, but I have some plans, so hopefully they'll go off. Um, uh, I'm going to sort of end the introductory arc by putting a very political choice in front of the players. Um, of, And it's a theme that I want to play with just because it's a theme that I am thinking about a lot in the real world of strange bedfellows. Yep. Of, you know, there's how how much can you cooperate with someone on the basis of a common enemy? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, not to get too real about it, is something... But we're going to get real about yeah, it. Yeah, is something that, uh, you know, those of us on the left side of the spectrum are going to have to start thinking about really hard Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there's a very widespread of candidates for president. uh, And, uh, you know, it's going to be, we got to put someone up to go up against Trump. Yep. We got to like that. We, we, I don't think our uh, incoming, you know, uh, you know, real world political opinion. Yeah. This is going to get kind of real. We're going to get on meta with this. I don't think our country can survive a two term Trump presidency. 
It would not be uh, not in not in a form that I want to stay in it. Um, um, yeah, and so we what we have to do is when you deal with politics is how because how much does what is your character's political belief mm-hmm. and how staunchly are they behind those beliefs mm-hmm. how much are they willing to say you know what i will i will harm others and then potentially die for my beliefs because mm-hmm. political beliefs and just straight become beliefs after or a while. or i will cooperate with someone with whom i have severe disagreements with because there is a common enemy yeah uh, which is what I'm exploring in my vampire campaign is the idea of do they make a tacit agreement with a Sabbat to fight the cam? Right. Uh, because one of the coolest things that they've done in Vampire 5th Edition is they've split the cam and the Anarchs. Yep. And so there's between certain factions of the Anarchs and certain factions of the Sabbat, there could be some collaboration right. of we hate the cam more than we hate each other. Right, and, and and the old idea is there's now vampire specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, this can be applied to many other mm-hmm. games. Um, you have solid three solid mm-hmm. political distinct factions mm-hmm. rather than two point five ish, because they all have their own identity and yep. are have, and the cam has put up walls. They used to be a lot more. They wanted to get uh, assimilate everyone mm-hmm. around them uh, through their culture and through their politics. But then they were like, "No, this isn't working out. This is it, it, it's it's messing with our system too." We much. must expel the rabble. Yeah, um, and they're not good for us anymore. And by doing that, they got to keep their ideology, and that's another mm-hmm. reverse that the sub- cam got to keep their ideology pure. They got to like close ranks, mm-hmm. but what did they lose out of doing that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's lost, another that's another they benefit. lost a whole other clan that for one mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know the they're they're sort of their the uh, a not only their muscle like a big portion of their muscle but also their like social political savvy mm-hmm. arm uh you know other than the venture like you know the street the street savvy yeah uh, of the bruja and that's a bad the, the thing. youth they lost the youth is what they they they, they lost the sort of the the pulse mm-hmm. of the modern night I mean the and the uh um anarchs gained a lot more yeah the anarchs gained a lot of prestige and a lot of so it's 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 interesting and that's that's kind of the baseline of what we want to talk about is real world or you know as specific or as broad as you want to make it playing with those themes in it mm-hmm. in the constants mm-hmm. of a game because you can do like it's not it's not you know vampire specific and you could certainly do this with a game like the expanse yes uh, you absolutely there's can. lots of politics in that setting yep because uh, you, you again you have sort of you actually have more than three factions but the three main factions are the belters mm-hmm. earth and mars. mars um all with actually in some respects very harsh and very different views about the nature of the of how mankind should move forward. Mm-hmm. You have the Belters who were very much do as you see fit. The 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 space is ever expanding. Just go and explore and do your own thing. Be who you are. Mm-hmm. However, they also have an identity too. They yeah, have a distinct they have, they Belter have an, identity. Well, they also have like they have a legitimate ethnicity as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are you know differences in. The physiology of Belters. Right. They have their own unique, like, medical and 
genetic and and you know distinctions between them and people. And who they're are, actually even more so. They have a language. Yeah, I mean they they have their own. They definitely have their own culture and their own language. And then which is something that you can play around with in terms of you know scarcity and like the underclass yep. and and all of this. And then you have you know these two sort of superpowers. Like you could you could. Make some Cold War analogies yeah. between, you know, uh, the way that they talked about the first... The Red Mars. The Red Mars. And uh, Blue. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, Red, Mars is slightly more authoritarian. Yeah. Earth is slightly and very more community, liberal. very community-based. Mars is also very community-based because mm-hmm. the idea of they have a measure of the scarcity that the Belters have. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're on a planet that's not designed for us, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a couple hundred more years before this planet is terraformed to the point that we don't need suits to walk around yeah. in it. So what do we do? What what do? But at the same time, both of them are exploiting the belt for material resources. Yeah, they need it. Um, you know, because you know the belt, the Mars needs you know all that shit to survive, whereas Earth just needs it because they have billions upon billions of teeming mouths to feed. Yeah, and yeah, and they're and they and they're weird because they have. They have all this manpower, mm-hmm. but they don't have the resources to move and do things with it. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have sort of tradition on their side because they are the home planet. They are the well, planet of origin. I mean, more than that, they have a biosphere. That does too. Like an active biosphere that doesn't need technology to maintain it. Yep. Um, um, I, I remember the episode. And this goes into politics because this feeds into the distinct identity and culture mm-hmm. of each of these uh, of, of these entities is when uh i forgot her name but the martian mil- uh marine bobby bobby that's right bobby comes to earth and mm-hmm. she has to try to adjust yep to it and also the politics that involve that entire scenario because one of the first things that happens is a martian gets off their plane they have like special goggles because mm-hmm. their eyes are not used to the u- intensity of the uv rays and all mm-hmm. that they're human, but they but they're yeah, they, just they are physiologically different because uh, they have the grown d- up in... dude walks off the tarmac and throws up because he can't handle the gravity. Mm-hmm. And one of the people's like, "Don't film that," because one guy was like, "Don't throw up because it's going to look bad." Mm-hmm. That's a political situation mm-hmm. of the optics of the politics of we can't look weak in front of the Earthers because because we're we're trying to negotiate with them in this very tense situation. So sort of part and parcel, bringing this back to like more. RPG yeah. specific elements is the idea of political characters. Yes. Like social, like socially and politically adept characters that fill that niche. And, you know, going, taking it back to my vampire game, you know, I've got four different characters uh, and Dylan is playing the Ventru, who is absolutely the most politically savvy of any of them. Yeah. But each of them have their own, um connections and political things like uh James's character is a big part of like the underground like rave scene and and whatnot and he's got his social connections there and his fame is keyed into that uh whereas you know uh Mo is playing a Toreador who's very into sort of the the high end crime scene mm. uh and you know the, Organ- the, one would say it was very organized not not even that not okay. even that she she's more she's more like a character from leverage okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like that's that's kind of her shtick is that she's like high she's a high-end heist uh, mechanic essentially a cat burglar very much a cat burglar but also like she runs a crew of that mm-hmm. uh and then candace um mckenna's character is very much a street rat 
but she like runs credit card scams and like so she she has to be involved in very street level politics so even though they all have their different areas like they are all adept at some aspect of social and political action um uh, which vampire is you know you kind of have to do that that that's that's like primary stat number one mm-hmm. is the social aspect mm-hmm. of a character um no matter how what their stats on their character sheet as you've already explained you're probably going to be involved in some sort of politics on some sphere because politics is a kind of a combination of ideology as well as sociology like mm-hmm. your culture and the people you hang out with because if you hang out with a certain group of people guess what you're probably your beliefs are going to start jiving adapting yeah they're adapting and you'll you'll mesh or you'll you'll friction will happen mm-hmm. because your beliefs don't and we've seen that firsthand and so that's the idea of that anyone can be involved in politics you just have to look at it from a different lens than than mm-hmm. than traditional like governmental politics we're talking interpersonal mm-hmm. politics Whereas, you know, you have a game like D&D that's not inherently political. Right. Or it doesn't, it doesn't, it does, that's not what's on the tin. Mm-hmm. It can, it can, it can do it. Yeah. But, you know, you can have a character, like, who's politically motivated. Hello, Matthew here. Uh, sorry for the interruption, everyone. But in the next moment or so, uh, for some reason, my mic cut out. And so I had to do some funky things with the audio in order to make it so you could all hear me. So uh, it only lasts for about five, ten minutes at most. So please bear with me and it will all get corrected in a little bit. Thank you very much for being patient. Now back to the show. Does fifth edition have anything like a noble? Yes, like, they do. So, they, have a, they have a couple. They have a couple backgrounds that are one is straight up called a noble. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that are like guildmaster and a few others that would that would, or like you're a high society sort of court court. I would say courtesan, but you're courtier. Courtier, thank you. Um, you're a courtier. You're a person that involved in the politics of a city. Uh, actually, just this weekend, I was talking to some friends that we were, when we were playtesting the game that the next day next day they were going to play kingmaker. Uh, yeah. That is inherently. Oh yeah, that's absolutely a political uh, campaign. You're literally trying to decide the fate of a kingdom, and you got to figure out who are you supposed to deal with. Who do you make an alliance with this guy, or do you, you snub him and go to war over this thing? Mm-hmm. Matt Coble has talked extensively. Uh, the campaign that he's currently running, uh, called the Chain of Akron, is going when they get to capital, be very steep in politics because. He's already built the entire city out. Like, there's a high tension between the nobles mm-hmm. and the up the uh, up and coming uh, merchant, merchant, yeah, merchant class. Um, and the traditions that the nobles have, like the old like native eth- ethnic based traditions, mm-hmm. and the merchants' sort of cosmopolitan new way of looking at hmm. it, as well as a way of some other stuff. And his previous game that it's all these games are set in the same world was just about a group of guys who took a keep mm-hmm. and then they built the keep because the one of the characters got a shield that while not mystically powerful was politically powerful. It was like it was an heirloom and a system of yes, status that system of, it was a, it was an item of status. He who he who yields this shield be the lord of the manor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they had to start they built up the keep, but they also be like, well, the nobles from north that dealing with some of the people down here came down and go, oh, you're protecting my cousin. 
you should come up here with us, but you have that shield, you lay claim to this area. Hmm. Or do I try to negotiate with you to get my to get my cousin so he can be my ward? Right. Giant air quotation marks there. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can't see me because this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that is a level of politics that is absolutely straight into what you can do with D&D. &D. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's having characters. Well, it's one of those you got to have the buy in. Like, you got to have characters who are interested in that sort of thing, and um, you basically leverage that and balance that with, you know, swashbuckling, you know, fantasy adventure. Right. Um, and well, tying you know, them together. Other things that are on the tin of the game, basically, that you want to be a part of. And then you have a game like Amber. That is basically just... It's family politics. Which is the worst politics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because well, Who's going to Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it, it's it's family politics with Debbie gods. Oh, yeah. Like, and it, so there's it's that kind of everyone's a little bit more than human beyond just their power. Yeah, like everyone's got a little trick up their sleeve that could be, that could like lay ways to like mm -hmm. entire armies, but you're all just kind of there and you don't know what everyone else is capable of. You don't know what everyone else is capable of. There's strong prohibitions against just straight up murdering each other. So yeah, that's a level of politics, family royal politics. I'm actually, uh, and this is a little on the side, uh, but Amber, I'm actually hoping we get into scrap or two we haven't i really hope you do as well i'm like when are we gonna fight something i've been trying to make you guys fight forever i'm not trying to fight the other pcs i'm trying to fight anything other than the pc i mean okay i mean <laughs> that's but that's that's not what the point is I know. if you if you it, it is a part of the game if you want i i mean try i i can have some dudes and monsters to fight yeah but the real game the real fight is amongst each yeah, other let's do another step since we've got a very broad stroke to what mm -hmm. politics and it's inter it's interpersonal relationships mm -hmm. and uh, and sort of the uh perception of power and leverage what, who can do what with what and with whom mm -hmm. in order to get something done indeed similar train of thought you've got something like houses of the blooded yep. uh which is going off this very same cooking with a lot of the same gas as amber yep. um but that is just ridiculously political uh, that's also, but that's also insanely melodramatic oh yeah absolutely like, Amber is less again politics will play into themes and mm -hmm. you got to figure out where how much politics and how much uh drama in the politics that you want in your game some games like dnd probably has a very low bar mm -hmm. whereas amber a fairly high one mm -hmm. where and then you get to houses of blood which is Almost to the point of silly. Yeah, well, it's blood opera. Like, yeah. that's, that's the, it has to be over the top. It has to, like, you're playing through, an, like, a fantasy opera. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there's high, you know, you're squabbling over lands and, and romances and all that good stuff. Um, uh, Legend of the Five Rings. Yeah. Another, like, Very, house, yeah. house politics. House, house politics and personal politics, mm -hmm. too. Your honor, your honor is. Uh, um, you said houses the legend of the five rings. Hey, okay, you did say legend of five rings. I knew that's where my mm -hmm. brain was. Uh, yeah, you have your personal politics, your honor, like what? Well, because your honor is an actual stat on your character sheet yeah. that you have to deal with, and so you have to go. What is my honor to me? Mm -hmm. 
and how does my reputation affect myself and how I interact with my other clan people, and my your, clan, yeah. my direct my direct uh, master, mm-hmm. and then the emperor and the empire as a whole, and how it, how it all connects. And so, yeah, definitely, Legend of the Five Rings serious politics in a very different way. Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Haven't had a chance to play around with that actual role playing system. Uh, but like that's based on like generational politics and house politics. Yeah, house politics. Um, there's actually some very st- strong rule, political and social rules mm-hmm. in the system to deal sort of that social interaction and social dynamics. Um, Wrath and Glory, since I mentioned that earlier, has politics in it because you have many, many, many factions within the Imperium alone mm-hmm. that are all vying for a measure of control and has spheres, really it's more about spheres of influence. We of, have, you know, thousands upon thousands of worlds. Yes, and they uh, all want a little piece of the pie and they all want to have their own agenda and they all want to try. And what we're getting at is politics is also is about power. Um, mm-hmm. It's about your control and your influence as well as your personal ethos and how all that sort of gets in a giant stew mm-hmm. that you have to put your paw into well yeah gotta, gotta get, get yourself a scoop um well um, also it, it politics can really raise the stakes of things mm-hmm. because if you've just if you're just running a game about your adventuring party mm-hmm. and you know you know you might you might you know that someone might die or someone might get seriously injured or you might make a mistake and and you know cause some local danger to happen but if you're playing the game of politics thousands can die because of something you did yeah it's you magnify everything um you could like let's say you're doing something kind of local and one of your pcs this kind of happened to vampire this is where i got the idea from is piss off the wrong guy he she they say something to this one guy that oh they're just being a character to being flippant Mm -hmm. well that person then walked away later on with several broken bones Mm -hmm. that only affected the characters but that that character will remember that situation and that NPC will remember that situation. And if that happens again, more severe things will just come down the pipe. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, after she that character talked uh, with uh, some other Anarchs and they got like good and high on like people smoking crack. I'm like, yeah, no, we're going to get them someone to fucking slice his tires. <laughs> oh, like, we're good. doing this. We're doing this. Uh, petty. Pettiness. Yeah, pettiness. Good oh. stuff. Politics is also very petty too. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of little slights, a lot of abuses of power. Yep, for also, personal sca- reasons. Um, yeah, and so it really comes down to how much you want to dial into that and play. And it also could be a lot of fun. I played a character in D anD D a while back who was a noble, and so I had to constantly think about my position within the group. And this is a band of adventurers. Mm-hmm. Adventurers aren't generally well liked like no i mean they're they're you can i've always had this idea in the back of my head of like adventurers as wuja yeah very uh, much so. like you know there are these people that roll into your town drop bags of gold into your economy uh you, you know you think that's great but oh the problem headaches you have later you know you, you've been living with an uneasy peace with the local orc tribes for yeah, a while and, and, and then they just go and fucking kill like a quarter of them and now they're super pissed that's politics by the way mm-hmm. they the, also politics and be doing something you're not aware that you're doing mm-hmm. like oh you came into this this town that has a peaceful coexistence with the orcs that have a certain boundary there's an exchange made and these adventurers who don't know any better hear about these orcs that are outside the town 
Let's go deal with them because orcs are inherently bad. Now you've caused havoc. Now these people are like, if you guys leave, we are screwed. Mm-hmm. If you don't kill them, so to you the have man, to kill them all, and then stay around because you know that orc tribe is allied with the with the with the goblin tribe to the north, and those motherfuckers will just roll in on their territory. So, well, I, I guess you are our grand protectors now, <laughs> um, or you just say fuck it and leave it to it. Yeah, um, and back to my back to my story is uh, I I had to weigh in how much I had to. Uh, put sort of steer the politics to make sure maintain my perception because we were also in the military Mm -hmm. and I was trying really, really hard to like keep the group together, but also like get us like better missions and Mm -hmm. keep us on a good track. Cause we didn't, I, I wanted more prestige for myself, but I also wanted to make sure my guys were taken care of. Right. I didn't want to get into basically suicide mission level situations where I was just going to get, we were all just going to die and it was going to end up poorly. And so, there are many ramifications, as I think we've already mentioned, mm-hmm. about the politics in a game. Um, and as Scott has already pointed out from the very beginning, mm-hmm. you can take real-world politics and tweak them to sort of explore them in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can put yourself in situations that are that are an- analogous to things that are going on in the real world. Um, to sort of feel them out, play it around, see how you feel about it. See how you feel about it. Play p- play. Or, p- you know, play out, you know, some political ideas in a space that is not, you know, you know, it's not inherently uh, dangerous to. Oh, uh, just thought of this. Um, politics will inherently make your game not just more interesting, but morally gray. Oh, yeah. Politics will inherently make things more complex socially and morally and ethically for your characters because you're like, uh, well, we could, like, the Imperium of Man, we could destroy this entire planet and kill all the, the gross, nasty Xenos. Mm-hmm. Do we do that? Or, but there's also, like, a million people on there. What do we do? And if we blow up the planet, do we, we lose out on all the resources, resources that that planet provides? And the strategic placement of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's worth annihilating an entire planet because you don't want the enemy to have a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, there's plenty of and there's plenty of resources that you can draw on uh, that you know uh, that will give you context uh, for playing around with politics. Like Babylon Five is a great show to watch. Yes, The West Wing is a great show. The West to Wing watch. is an amazing show. If you want to see like the nuances of 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 uh, like federal like countrywide politics, but then like realize how weird weird and idiosyncratic and petty like individual politicians can be mm-hmm. west wing's great west wing's fantastic there should be a west wing rpg oh my god why isn't there i don't know don't don't make me i'm gonna start <laughs> thinking about this oh that'd shit. be interesting that would actually be really interesting like <sighs> you play an administration Oh my God! You're the president's cabinet. Mm-hmm. The, That's well, the no, no, no. Well, if you if you're doing West Wing, you're the president's staff. Yeah, you're you're the you're the, the, the cabinet. Is, the cabinet is another thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The, the president is an NPC, mm-hmm. or could or you could, could, could be the be president PC, too, yeah. um, depending on the style of game mm-hmm. you want to play, or you're just the main like administrative staff, and you have to deal with crazy. It's like model UN. It's kind of model UN, but like, how would you systemize? How would you like, 
What kind of mechanics as metaphor would you make with that? Uh, this would be obviously very me- mechanical, mechanically light, light, light but, system. Yeah. Oh man, we are off on a fucking tangent, aren't we? Well, we're, it, that's an inherently political game. It's <laughs> that's like, a very political the game. West Wing um, RPG. Um, oh, another very political show that you wouldn't think is political. Deadwood. Though, absolutely, that show is very political. It's very political. It's a wild west, but you're like, but our main quote unquote protagonists, Bullock and Star, come into town. They're new to everything in Deadwood. They don't know how it operates. They run right up against some of the political machines that are going the pa- on, the power, the power structures, structures uh, that were going on there. And then the actual political arm of the United States starts moseying into town mm-hmm. later in the season and in season two going, we're going to have elections. They actually have to form their own quote unquote government mm-hmm. and someone's got to be mayor and, and they they're, they're, they're manipulating the elections and like it's, it's a very political thing and you can draw upon that. If like you're playing a more of a frontier kind of game, um, there's actually politics and stuff like The Walking Dead. Oh, like that's very yeah. brutal politics, Ooh, like very brutal like, survival politics. Well, it's not just like it's not about fighting for survival, but it's also is it better to make allies with people that again back to like making mm-hmm. strange bedfellows of like making friends with these this other group? We know they've done some shady shit, especially to us. Like mm-hmm. you have to understand is are you willing? Not to forgive, but are you willing to ally and deal with people that may have actually harmed you mm-hmm. in the past in order to not in order to survive or make progress in another way? Yeah, uh, countries have to do this. Oh yeah, all the I time. Mean, absolutely, we have I mean, to we have to grin and bear like what you have to eat crow and mm-hmm. just just deal with things. Yeah, bad man, things yeah. happened and you have to move on or you'll just be in a a, a, a sort of a was it Hatfields and McCoy situation yeah, forever yeah. and ever and ever. It's like you did this and so we're going to do that and now we broke that. No one gets anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of situations that you can you can bring into a role playing game of you know you know you've spent levels five through eight fighting this fucking bandit guild um, but you know then you know the holy church of all you motherfuckers are scum comes in and you're like, Oh, we're suddenly all round up at this as the same people. Now, what do we do? Um, uh, yeah. So actually get in a, let's, let's take it a little bit. What is the most barring what you've already talked about? Mm-hmm. Vampire and Amber go, let's go back in the okay. way back machine. What's the most political thing you think you've done in a game, either oh, geez, running that's... the game or playing in one. Um, Hmm. Let me think about that one because I've there's there's a lot. Um, I'm trying to think, I played a lot. Uh, one of the LARPs and uh, Fractured, I played a you fairly, played a very political, game. played a political game, but I was playing it on. Oh, I remember this is a great story because mm-hmm. this involves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many moons ago, when in Fractured, we were uh, Convergence was the t- name that we had named it, mm-hmm. um, and we were like. Doing our normal political thing of when an NBC comes to town and they're part of another group, we're talking to them, doing stuff with them, and we want to get things sorted. But we want them to start appear. We want to start appearing like we are an actual, like not a random rabble, mm-hmm. like and more an organized, more of an organized society, something with an actual thing. Um, and we're used to talking to these guys individually and going, "Haha, that's cute." I'm gonna go talk to this guy now. I remember after we had our first elections and. 
uh, the mayor was in town, and you came in as a as a, a as a, a, a Akua. Oh yeah, the Akua. Uh, came, the that chief, was a situation. Chief of the Akua, and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go talk to this guy, and he was like, Yes, I would talk to you, but I really need to talk to your mayor about that. And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. no. I was like, Oh, what have I done? I can't just. I just can't there, control a, the situation. There's an official. Uh, there's an official uh, um, bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. I, well, there, there's a chain of command here. No, you put someone in place that is specifically your point person. And I'm like, shit. I'm not well, used well, to doing and what that. Was, what was super interesting about that scenario? I think it was very connected to that scenario. Is that you guys made an agreement with the with that faction with the Akua. Um, and then a good portion of your town contrived to go against that agreement. Not mm-hmm. in, not in a, like a directly hostile way. Yeah. It was just like y'all had agreed to do a thing, and then you backed out of doing the thing. Yeah, I remember. So that. like we were doing we were doing a lot of there was a lot of politicking going on that night up until the point where we, where we as a staff decided okay they are they are they are trying to play us all these different ways let's just send ten thousand points of point of cp, CP yeah. into their town and, and make them deal and with watch that their, all their assholes pucker exactly and, well because i mean that's that's what i i, I as the, the the political figurehead of the akua basically had to go up to uh the mayor um with mary's character yes what was her fucking name oh constance constance yes i had to go up to constance uh, and basically call her on her legitimacy. Yeah. I'm all like, I made an agreement with you. And you and are the you, town. You, you are the town. And now that agreement is not happening. So why should I what what is your legitimacy? Why how why how can I believe any word that comes out of your mouth yep. from this point on? Uh, and, and, we she, had and she to had, do... she had, she had to play that scenario. She had to really play that scenario of like, they, they had to come to some very strong agreements that was, the town had to, had to. And, and I remember us, we were, because we were, before you guys rolled in, we were talking about how do we pitch this to the Akua in a way that they'll understand and that they'll agree with. Because I think there was, you wanted us to do something and I don't remember the details, mm-hmm. but it was like. That wasn't the best way forward. It was a way forward. It was a way forward. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Yeah. It was the way that it was the. It was the. It was the plan that had been put into place. Yeah. By by the res, by the result of you know NPC and PC uh, um, work. Yes. It is the. It was the plan that had the most groundwork behind. it. Yes. It had the most groundwork, all, but at the last you, minute, at we the figured... last minute, you're all like. There was some confusion about whether or not it was a good idea yeah, or if there was another way to go about yeah, we, it. We, I think I remember was somebody did an investigation or something, and I don't remember the details, obviously, but it was just like, oh, this may have a consequence that we really don't like, mm-hmm. and it will harm the longer-term mm-hmm. sort of plans that some of us had. And so we were moving in a way, or some people were moving in a way. Some people were moving in a way. And, well, some people were going off of... Different information. Yes, I'll say. and telephone game. Oh, telephone like, ga- telephone game gameplay plays. There was a little. There was a little real world politics going on <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Um, between members of staff at that point. Um, but in the end, eventually, you guys basically had to come to the concordance that you had to stick to your original agreement. Right. But because you had delayed, 
pulling it off was going to be harder. harder. Yeah. Because... Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's why it was the big fight with the with with pulling the thing out of the ground and putting it in him. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's right. That's yeah, right. They, yeah. It was. It, we're not going to bore you with the minutia. Yeah. Uh, but it was basically because they did that. They had to. The PCs had to pay the consequence of this fight is going to be harder. The consequences are going to be more dire if we fail. Yep. Um, and that was one of the very, there was a handful of scenarios when I was running fractured where we ran, we, we, we ran encounters where I personally had the, 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 the standard of, I don't care how many PCs die. Right. As long as they win. Yep. If they win, it could be a 90% wipe, and I don't care, because death isn't permanent. Yes. But failing, the consequences of failure are would be far worse than any number of PCs dying. Yeah, yeah right, right. Death is preferable to, to, uh, to uh, and winning than to suffer any living and dealing with the what's con- going to happen The consequences tomorrow. of failing. Um, and so that's another thing about politics that you have to understand. The action reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Everything, nothing is isolated. And also, comment that I want to bring up about politics and your characters is while most of the time, if you're going to be in a political game, obviously early in the game, people would need to understand there's going to be politics involved. Mm-hmm. But don't f- be afraid from time to time to pull characters that you think are not doing politics stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, they're sort of like trying to keep away from it to inject them into because Mm -hmm. that's part of role playing. Sometimes you get thrown, your character gets thrown into a situation they are not prepared for. Are they willing to do? I've got some plans for my least political vampire character. Yes. Like that, that will cause her to be at the center of a few things that she's going to have to be on point for. Yep. Uh, that, you know, she's the best person for the job, uh, as it were. And she's not necessarily the most suited for that kind of stuff. Yep. She is both the best and the worst option mm-hmm. <laughs> for um, this situation. Well, I mean, and my players absolutely know that, like, what's on the tin for Burn It Down, the vampire campaign, is political thriller. Right, like, right. that's the byline. That's, well, the top, it, that's the top billing of the campaign. For what I'm suggesting is, like, your standard D, Grogdarny mm-hmm. D&D game, even though politics may not be on the tin, it may mm-hmm. not be the primary thing, it's involved, and I'm sure your characters are going to deal with other people yeah, and you've their got, own politics. You've got your guy with the noble background that handles that shit. Like, that's his job. Yeah. Handle this shit. But then your barbarian, it's like, now there's problems with your tribe. Yeah. Like, or or like, the barbarians, are, the orcs are not going to listen to me. That was uh-huh. actually, uh, before we went on, uh, when we before we stopped Linda's D&D game, that was about to come up. Mm-hmm. Because the barbarian and the and the quote-unquote noble, the two leaders we're going to go to the orcs mm-hmm. and we're all like, we're both half elves. This isn't going to go well, but you looking over at Ryan's, if non-existent Ryan, because he's not <laughs> here, uh, his character was the barbarians. Like you think the most like them, mm-hmm. you are going to be the one. Well, Kelly, Kelly's pro- character was also a half orc as well. So like, no, he was a half elf. He was a ha- oh, well, elf I'm saying like Kelly's character was a half. Yes. Orc. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. You're right. Correct. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. She was a half orc. So she also helped, in dealing with the politics, and so did Ryan's character help with the politics of the orcs because they could relate to mm-hmm. them more than I could, even though I was sort of the quote unquote face mm-hmm. of the party. And so politics are gonna mix or can mix things up in your game yeah. in very interesting ways, which is 
kind of what you're there for to be entertained. Yeah, you're, you're there to be in novel situations. And politics will be stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Just But just remember, it's your character, yeah. not you. It's your character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can help maintain that healthy barrier. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, it's also you can also use RPGs to step outside of your personal political comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the most interesting things in the Anarch supplement uh, for Vampire Fifth Edition is they talk about how you interact with like your own political ideals because there's and like like as a vampire like because they. They mentioned, like, there's a couple ways you can do this. If you're still invested in your politics, you can, you know, roll with your homies from, from you know, from your side of the political fence in your own life and try and try and um, push your political agenda via that method. Or uh, there's another way of looking at it is you can acknowledge the fact that you're a terrible creature and that ev- you corrupt everything around you. And, you know, you might have been, you know, a pinko leftist leftist in life, but you decide to go roll with the skinheads so you can fuck their world up. Yep. You can basically say, take... You predate on them. Yeah, you like, predate on them. You insinuate yourself into their social social circle. So you play the role of something you hate in order to degrade it. Right. You become a parasite in it and you bring them down from within because... You have to, you would basically acknowledge your nature of you will corrupt and ruin everything you touch. So you have to run the risk of actively pursuing your political agenda, but running the risk of tainting it. Yeah. Or becoming something you hate so that you can channel that corruption into something that you want to see burn. Yeah. And absolutely. And you can, it can be, it can be intentionally machiavellian mm-hmm. like yeah. that or you can do it unintentionally too mm-hmm. it's just like maybe at becoming a vampire your priority pers- shifts priority shift you you think about the world in a different perspective mm-hmm. um i think la by night um our main character quote unquote um annabelle annabelle had oh, yeah. to deal she, with a measure she of has that. to deal with like the idea of you know these these pie in the sky rosy ideals don't work smashing right into the politics and social and culture of cam and anarch politics just well and it's also it's also realizing how naive she was in life of like i i wasn't even right then like i i was a naive child in life i could have never done the things that i actually wanted to do using the methods that i was using right because Difference in perspective. That's mm-hmm. all that is. Uh, I think the most interesting and most politically inept character I ever played was Edios. And uh, yeah. And you're uh, played by played by email Aberrant Game. Oh my god, that guy did not get it. He did not get it. Like he like he, he wanted he wanted to change the world by being right. Yeah, he was he was his his ideal his his being was all about being absolute mm-hmm. in his ethics. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember everyone speci- the oh, wrong yeah. way. I remember a specific conversation that you had with Divis Mall yeah. of like, well, how do I make you do what I want you to do? And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> I like, like he didn't, Divis Mall didn't say that, but the subject was just like, I'm God. How do I, how do I, you can't force God to do what you want. You have to 
coalition build. Yeah. You have to compromise <laughs> and get 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 maybe if realize that maybe the best you can do is get ninety percent of what you want. And he he doesn't think and in ninety percent. He didn't that think was it, his, that, right, yeah. that was part of the politics and the personal politics mm-hmm. of the character is his ideology was I must be absolute in what I do. Mm-hmm. Like that was the monster he was about. Mm-hmm. Was well, this was before he didn't even embrace. I know, that. but that was that was that was the seed of it, mm-hmm. and that's where I got the idea of where he went eventually. Is just like no, I work in absolute. It is either yes or no. They're mm-hmm. binary for him. There's no. There's no traditional compromise of what you mm-hmm. understand compromise to be. But yeah, so politics, crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Can it be can, a lot of it fun. It can have some very interesting scenarios play out. Yeah. Um, and, and so. And uh, you can use it for your own sort of ideation and your own catharsis and working through things. Yeah. Working through scenario and also challenge, you know, also, and if you do so smartly and with respect, challenge the politics of your players at the table, not just mm-hmm. the characters players and be like this scenario has happened what do you guys do how do you want to handle it and they'll probably and they'll because people need to be able to have some version of experience for what they believe or it's not tested like Mm -hmm. you got to test your beliefs yeah you absolutely do you have the level of pragmatism where you're willing to to deal with like is it worth it is it worth it to stand by your beliefs and have two different enemies or have one Wolf. one enemy and someone one who, friend enemy one one not enemy but you know you're still working toward the common goal <laughs> yeah so i think we're gonna close that there thank yeah. you very much scott that was really cool um yeah so uh, we're sad that ryan wasn't here i miss you buddy miss you buddy um but anyways from everyone here at polyhedron go where your fun is go roll some dice is that how I, I think it. that's how he says that's it. That's how he says it. That's okay, really go roll some coming dice. from your. Yeah, no, weird. it's not supposed to be that really way. Weird. Right. Hey, Matthew here. I just wanted to let you know if you want to get feedback to Polyhedron, you can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the show's Twitter handle at polyhedroncast. Uh, if you'd really like to help us out, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show. And if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance. You can find Scott at Divismolcav. And you can find Ryan at Arduous. Do you want to spell it? R-J-U-O-U-S. And finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure. All right. Thanks, guys.